0: Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim speaking. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Today we are getting into episode two of our new campaign, episode one. Two weeks ago left off on a huge, confusing cliffhanger, and we're going to get maybe a little bit of exposition today. But first, I do want to also announce that next week, the 10th, we'll see the return of the original group. Not the original characters, but the original players. So that would be myself, Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom. And Tom is taking over the mantle of the DM, running a separate campaign. So he is running Tales from the Yawning Portal. Um, I am totally unfamiliar with this adventure and setting, uh, but he nails it as a dungeon master. And I'm really excited to uh, share these episodes with you, because the the group dynamic has not improved at all. We are still immature and making uh, really dumb jokes, many of which I have to edit out uh, because they are just too stupid. But mo- mostly coming from me. Um, but in any case, uh, the episodes are a lot of fun, and I'm excited for everybody to meet um, the new characters that everyone's playing. It's going to be fun. So look forward to that. Uh, I will have to sort of differentiate uh, the episodes, or rather the campaigns, I should say. I'll have to differentiate the campaigns in the title so that, uh, so that you know, there's no, there's no confusion. If someone's coming along and listening, be like, oh, hey, why is this a different setting, totally different story and characters all of a sudden? It'll be obvious. So just uh, just a little heads up. And also real quick, our Patreon is live. Uh, I've included a link in the notes here if anyone wants to take a quick look. We have a handful of patrons already and I am exceedingly grateful and also a little blown away uh, that really anybody signed up. But um, part of what we want to do every time somebody signs up is to give them a group shout out and I haven't had a chance to record with Either of the groups since the Patreon went live. So next time we're recording with either group, uh, we'll give a big group shout out because you need a proper shout out and more more than just my solitary voice can offer. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much. Uh, and something that I'm considering for the Patreon that isn't like necessarily a reward particular to a tier is like maybe some intermittent bonus episodes. Um, right now we're doing a lot, which is in, in terms of recording, and I don't want to put too much on my plate and start to get sick of playing imaginary games, but I did get the starter set and core rulebook to the Alien role-playing game from Free League. Uh, I bought that last week, and I'm very excited to, um, to get into that. And I'm also equally excited at the prospect of running a a one shot with some people in the group, it promises to be very interesting, and it looks like it's like high highly dangerous for player characters in that game. There's a chapter subheading called "Bring Horrible Death," which I think tells you all you need to know about how dangerous it is uh, to be a player character in this world. And that, of course, is the alien, as in like the alien film franchise that ended after the second film and no other films were made after that, of course. But uh, so, yeah, I'm considering doing a one shot for that for uh, the Patreon, but still more of the conceptual stage at this point. Right now, what we're doing is some Q&A episodes, some campaign discussion episodes and villain creation episodes this month looking at The Paladin. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit about that. So sorry, uh, I'm just excited about uh, doing that extra stuff. So if you want to check it out, you can. If you aren't interested, also equally cool. Uh, on to the next thing. I do want to say thank you to Nate the Radiant for leaving us a very kind review on iTunes. It's always nice to see that people are still sort of like finding the podcast and enjoyed it enough to take the time to leave a review. It's it's very, very meaningful. So thank you very much for that. And if You are enjoying these episodes, and I hope that you are. You can really help us out by doing the same thing, or just tell a friend to check us out. Yeah, other than that, I don't think I have anything else for now to announce, so let's just get back into this episode. Episode number two, The Ruins of Rinvale. What's going to happen? What's going on? Who knows? I do, sort of. But let's see what the characters think. Let's rejoin Kevin, Matt, and Sarah, otherwise known as Gutterbird, Thaddeus, ...and chai spice. Quick recap. Last time, our three heroes were brought together... ...in a usual suspects type of scenario... ...meeting at the Iron Tankard Tavern... ...in the mining town of Rinvale. The meeting included pints, freshly baked bread... ...and a visit from a manifestation... ...of the warlock's fiendish patron. The patron came to keep the cosmic scales balanced... ...in a fashion he did not bother sharing told you that the dangerous ritual was about to take place in the old mine in the hills behind Rinvale. Once learning that his nemesis, Bryce Baylock, would be part of the ritual, Thaddeus knew, Thaddeus being the paladin, Thaddeus knew this was a plot hook he couldn't ignore. The party made their way to the mines and quickly dispatched some sentries, showing off their powers to each other for the first time. A chaotic encounter ensued wherein Balok wielded the screaming mace of Lord Wendell Crowley and intimated to Thaddeus that Balok himself now controlled Crowley's former realm. With Thaddeus at death's door, the ritual, having been interrupted, became dangerously unstable and caused the mind to cave in, crushing the shit out of Balok and his companions, one of whom was a mysterious Aladrin. When they exited the mine, the heroes saw that autumn had gone straight into winter in only a few hours. Also, the town was destroyed and seemingly abandoned. And where the proud stone statue of an old king once stood was now a monument to Balok. And I guess I'll put up some maps on like Discord and Facebook so people can, can check it out. But that's where we pick up. That is where we pick up. It is nighttime. It is cold outside. You are... Um, ostensibly alone what are you going to do?
1: I think I'm going to continue to have a panic attack
0: How does one roll to be Okay, sad? make a panic attack roll
1: Seven plus sadness
0: You fail making you even more sad
1: <laughs> God damn
0: it Why
2: can't anything go
0: right?
3: <laughs> um, I guess after a while Thaddeus is going to regain his composure Realize it's definitely nighttime and that we uh, should probably get ourselves to some form of shambles shelter.
1: So we're in front of the statue. Would it, looking around, does it all looks kind of broken down? There isn't, like, any part that looks mildly more or less messed up, I guess?
0: Uh, so a bunch of the smaller buildings look like... Um like they're they're very derelict um you know a lot of uh broken doors some some partially collapsed roofs um the tavern looks okay there's a keep and a uh barracks that you know about um they're you know at first glance from where you are um they seem again like they may have been barricaded at one point but they're they're still intact uh, something else that you notice like not far from the keep is a, a set of gallows with oh. oh hang on I think I wrote a description for this hang on a sec <laughs> oh yeah here here we go Rinvale is silent beneath a blanket of snow the town's outer walls are damaged some buildings show signs of having been barricaded only to be forced open from within or from without it's hard to tell there's a gallows set up near the monument to Balok empty nooses swaying gently in the cold night air there you go
1: I think I'm gonna mid obviously mid panic attack uh turn to my friends and basically like we need to find shelter and we need to figure out what's going on right now
3: uh Thaddeus will steal himself uh turn take in the surroundings and say trying to just get my accent right here hold oh, on God. Bear with me.
0: Well, you start every sentence with whale. (laughs) Whale. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Just imagine if he ever sees a whale.
1: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) You guys would be so confused. (laughs) It seems
3: like we need to uh, get ourselves to an advantageous position. And the keep probably has the strongest walls and the highest elevation to be able to see what's going on. I suggest we start there. I like it. Sounds good. We scuttle forward.
1: My uh, my scimitar is out and ready.
0: Okay, so you make your way towards the keep, and like many other buildings in the uh, uh, in the town, the front uh, double doors look like they were barricaded uh, at some point. Uh, kid everyone give me an investigation check investigation
1: yo yeah. holy shit uh a 19
2: ooh three
3: with my raging plus 0 i got a
2: 17 oh shit i i have a negative 1 <laughs> <laughs> just two just two for me
0: Okay, the deuce will not do it. Uh, Chai and Thaddeus, you come to the conclusion based on the uh, placement of the um, various obstacles like uh, um, logs, barrels, uh, various tables and things, even, even parts of a broken down wagon. This was barricaded from the outside to keep people in.
1: Interesting.
0: Hmm.
3: Uh, I still have two uh, shots of this left today, so I'm going to... Do a divine sense, and within 60 feet, I'd like to know the location of any celestials, fiends, undead, and whether or not the uh, land or building is considered consecrated or desecrated ground.
0: So this this building here is not considered uh, either of those things, but your divine sense gives you a, a sense of undead a couple floors up. Actually, I guess it's just a two-story building, so second floor. Well,
3: (laughs) we we seem to be in the presence of the undead, and that makes me concerned that we gotta deal with this before we can have a chance to deal with the emotional baggage of the shitstorm we appear in.
1: Uh, Does it look like those barricades have held up like it, does it look like what was being barricaded in is this thing that he's sensing or does it are like the barricades kind of pushed away and this could have just been like wandering in and out around the area
0: I guess with your 19 you would conclude that uh, the, the barricade did not hold
1: so I'll relate I was like look these clearly didn't hold whatever was in there so us going anywhere else in town is also a risk. So we might as well just face this now and have the best. I there's nothing. Sorry, there's nothing else going. Like you don't sense anything else anywhere, right? Yeah, it just should this. also
3: give me the number of undead. I believe within sixty feet. I'm gonna just double, double check. I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within sixty feet. Oh, that is not behind total cover. So I wouldn't
0: know that these were here. That's
1: well, if it's open, you don't know that.
0: Well, the information's been given. We'll just we'll just remember that for last time or for next it, time. It
1: sneakily peeked its head out the window at the exact moment.
0: Ha, suck it. Yeah, <laughs> you looked up and it, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we scared that's, it. That's, we have the advantage.
3: That's that's what my divine sense is. As I look up, shall let's, we? Let's go do that thing.
1: Let's let's do this.
3: Uh, before we head in, Thaddeus turns to everybody and goes, I just want you to know, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> I,
3: I got less tired. not much left in the tank. <laughs> and he walks
1: in. <laughs> do, I was like, do, <laughs> do you want to not?
3: <laughs> well, no, we need to, I need to get a place to sleep.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, let's do this shit then.
0: Okay. So you walk in the, the first uh, hallway uh that you enter into the keep is called the hall of memory it's got uh, uh statues uh busts on either side as you walk in um just kind of um figures figures from the town's history through there is sort of like an antechamber uh which precedes the great hall uh the antechamber is um where people would sort of convene before large town uh, gatherings, you know, just to catch up and stuff. Strong wooden pillars in there. There were tapestries here uh, that hung, like very impressive tapestries. Uh, Many are heavily um, decayed and vandalized, and some are crudely defaced with some kind of bizarre-looking graffiti. Or is it a graffito if it's just one? I don't know.
3: It's a graffitas. Would this graffiti, does it look like any kind of thing I would recognize? Military insignias or anything like that?
0: No, it has it has no connection to any particular like uh nation or group that, that Thaddeus would be familiar with.
3: Cool. Cool beans.
0: Okay, you you continue on through the antechamber into the Great Hall. Great Hall is um it's kind of what it sounds like. It's a hall. It's got a, like a gallery, uh, so like a second floor where people can sort of stand and look down on the, uh, uh, the goings-on. There's two rows of, of benches on either side. There's a semicircular table at the far end where the town, count, uh, town council would sit uh, and hear the, uh, the plight of the townsfolk and discuss town matters. Uh, there on the left hand wall there's a doorway and a set of stairs going up. and then on the right hand side opposite that, there's a large uh, hearth, like a big big old fireplace, but it is cold and does not appear to have been used recently.
3: So mostly open area, not many doors to check.
0: Right uh, actually, sorry there is a there's a door at the f- uh, at the far end of the the room behind the semicircular desk. Um, which, uh, you're not quite sure where that goes.
3: Uh, Thaddeus turns to everybody and goes, uh, Matt, I suggest we check the entirety of the ground floor before we move up to where we know there to be evil.
1: Probably a good call, and we should likely do so mildly quietly.
3: Sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Try to?
0: Let's get that stealth check. Okay. <laughs> Take a look. Stealth check from everyone.
1: Uh, That is a nat 20.
2: Got a nine.
1: I I wild shape into smoke.
2: I got 11.
3: I love that we have the highest number possible, a very mid-range number, and then me tripping over the loudest noise possible with my natural one. Suit of armor clangs to the ground. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. My actual... Yep, it's a zero. And Thaddeus trips... I have a negative one.
2: Thaddeus trips into the ceremonial gong.
1: <laughs> yep. A
0: hundred percent.
1: I love it. I love it all, guys. This
3: is what happens when you got one eye.
0: Just saying. I mean... Bounce, bounces off the gong and then, like, in into the open grand piano, which then slams shut on him.
2: Yeah. And then starts auto-playing. hundred <laughs> percent. Starts playing the entertainer.
3: <laughs> or Benny Hill. Yep.
0: Okay, after uh whatever Thaddeus does to fuck up, um you hear some uh stirrings uh from this, from uh some area above you with the the building mostly being quiet except for Thaddeus. Uh it it kind of you're not quite sure where it's coming from. Uh can I get a perception check from from everybody?
1: I got a 15.
0: 16 for me. It's a, a solid five. Gutterbird and Chai both think that the sounds coming from the second floor, and it sounds like the the doorway on the north wall, so behind the uh, like crescent sort of desk table thing, uh, you think that door might lead you to wherever that noise is coming from.
1: Shall
3: we? Thaddeus gets up off the ground, dusts himself off. And continues forward at the front of the column. That works for me.
1: Let's do it.
0: You guys are so hesitant.
1: Uh, I think Matt has one hit point. Nope. Oh, you used some dice? I used all of my
3: lay on hands and two of my three hit dice to put me to full. My HP is fine. It's everything else that I can do that is not usable.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll see what I can do.
3: I mean, I got my greatsword, so that's a thing.
1: All right, we slowly
3: Slowly and and loudly,
1: apparently, walk up the stairs. We
3: slowly and with the sound of one and a half people open the door.
0: (laughs) Okay, uh, you see a, uh, a narrow stairway that goes up, and you continue to hear the sounds from up there. So there's the
3: stairway behind us, right? That's in more of the open. And then there's the narrow stairway behind the door, correct? Yes, Okay, so the the staircases kind of make a V
0: um with I guess if I could just piggyback off of um the recent perception checks, uh you think the stairway opposite the hearth would just lead up to the gallery?
3: Okay, then let's mosey uh yeah, Thaddeus will start to go up the stairs. Can I check? to see if there's anything about these stairs that would just be absolutely terrible for me to encounter like a false step, the, uh, like I don't want to fall through them and create an obstacle that impedes my friends and, or gets me trapped and murdered that sort of thing.
0: Uh, and how, how are you going to go about investigating that?
3: Uh, with my super amazing human eyes all right you can make a I perception mean, check like they know i'm coming so i can make a little bit of noise i'll tap each step with my sword before i step on it
0: oh, okay good yeah so they're they're all very step-like
3: okay no mimics masquerading as a step oh god <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> what have other dms done to you nothing it's Horrible all my thing it's
3: all my ideas to do to my players <laughs> Anyway, moving oh. up the stairs. <laughs> oh,
1: God.
0: Yeah, you keep tapping a step. You're like, mm-hmm, step. Do it again. Mm-hmm, step.
1: <laughs> yep, another step.
0: At the top of the stairwell, there, uh, stairway, there's another door, um, a wooden door. Obviously, the, uh, the source of the noise now clear to you. You know, something on the other side that is sort of pounding on the other side of the door trying to get through.
2: Hmm.
1: I'm, I'm going to take this moment. Uh, and use my second wild shape. I can do that. Uh, And I'm going to turn into a brown bear. That was a stupid decision. I've done it. It's done. Specific. And then are we going to go in?
3: I will gladly let you open that door.
1: Sure. I'll go.
0: (laughs) Can the brown bear give me a uh, strength or athletics check?
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, it is a seven for strength.
0: Okay, so you you you're kind of you paw at this door. It's it's uh, you know requiring either a little bit more brute force or some opposable thumbs.
1: <laughs> I just go. <laughs> <And> I like gesture.
3: <laughs> Thaddeus looks at Gutterbird, shrugs, looks at back at um, <laughs> Bear Spice.
1: <laughs> bear Spice.
3: <laughs> uh, and. I think that's kind a of- cologne. <laughs> <laughs> grabs grabs the door handle, looks at uh, first of all, does Thaddeus notice if it's a push or a pull door?
0: Uh it's a push. Yeah. But you're kind of struggling as you sort of take handle of the it's like a uh, a lever for a latch. Whatever's whatever's like trying to get through on the other side is like inadvertently hitting the latch back down. So you're kind of in a little bit of a of a contest.
3: Thaddeus looks at uh bear Spice and goes,
0: You ready? You ready? You want to go do this?
3: Yeah? Yeah? Kind of like hyping up a dog. (laughs) I
1: I assume bears, while they don't have thumbs, they have those like inside claws, I would assume. I like hold those up in a vague like thumbs up gesture like.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thaddeus (laughs) will open the door. Okay. Everybody roll initiative.
3: Guys, I'm really good at these dex numbers.
1: Are you?
3: Not statistically speaking.
1: All right. I use its thing, right? 20 for me. Uh, it would be a 19 for me. This
3: kind of makes sense that, you know, my two would come after I open the door for
2: the other people to go through.
1: Yeah, you're hiding. <laughs> it's
2: fine. I wouldn't say I'm hiding. You're just doing like a... Just st- standing there going after you.
1: Right this way, no hem.
0: <laughs> Kevin, you said you got a 20? Yep. You are up first. As the door swings open, it kind of knocks back these two... Two humanoid forms, like, in in the darkness. Actually, do you guys have a light source?
1: I have
3: dark vision. <laughs> I was under the impression the entire town was on fire. <laughs> and it is our light source.
0: <laughs> I, well, I'm going to assume somebody's holding a torch. Um, uh,
3: I've opened the door. I may as well have the torch.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, you see two rotting corpses standing upright. They're glassy-looking... Eyes, not really seeing you, but you know that they know that you're there.
3: (laughs) They've clocked us with their
0: blindness. (laughs) There's two of them. What are you going to do? I've been watching a lot of
2: Buffy lately. So I would like to use my crossbow and aim it preferably at the... Oh, wait. No, Buffy's the wrong source of inspiration. Anyways, I aim for a for a headshot on the 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 one from the left on the left rather I got a 16
0: Yes at this close range it's it's hard to miss these these flesh bags so roll your damage
2: Uh one
3: <laughs> plus your dexterity modifier I believe Oh
0: 3 your crossbow bolt kind of, uh, it's sort of like a glancing hit, like kind of goes, goes through the arm a little bit. Um, so these two, uh, they also rolled uh, 20. And so they will attack, let me see. I guess they're both going to go after the bear. Uh, what's, what's the bear's AC?
1: Uh, and this is why I chose poorly. The bear's AC is 11.
0: Okay, I rolled... uh, Each of them rolled 18 to hit, and that means uh, you're going to take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, good. And now it's Chai's turn. Bear
1: Spice. Bear Spice. Bears have multi-attack, so I'm going to make two attacks, one with my bite and one with my claws. Uh, I'll just go for the closer one, I guess. Uh, That is a... a dirty 20 to hit.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, these zombies are not, like, well-armored, so, uh, yeah, that, that hits.
1: Uh, it was five piercing damage, and then on the same one, I'm going to make a claw attack. Uh, 13.
0: 13 still hits.
1: 10 points of slashing damage.
0: Okay. This zombie, the same one that Kevin shot with a crossbow, still standing. Which means, Matt, it is your turn.
3: Uh, Thaddeus looks at the two of them, sees the one that's pretty much been mutilated, and goes, well, it seems as though I gotta end this, at least one of these two. And uh, he's going to actually, because he's holding the torch, bust out his morning star. Oh. Because he doesn't want to drop his light source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll be swinging that. Unfortunately, I can't use Great Weapon Master. Uh, That is a synthetic 20. Uh, 1d8 plus 3. Kyo! How's 8 points of bludgeoning damage sound? Or is it piercing? But it's 8 damage of whatever it is.
0: Okay, now I have to see if Undead Fortitude will keep the zombie standing. And I rolled a 13, which is the number. uh, So the zombie is still standing.
3: Um, yeah, that's... I am now just going to stand up in its business and go, What you gonna do? Act a fool!
0: Alright, Kevin, we're back to you.
2: I think I'm going to get, um... Perhaps a little... A little dexterous here, and I'm going to pull up my my dagger and see if I can go for, uh... A kill shot on this heavily damaged undead character we're
0: dealing with here alright throw that knife knife style so I have 17 oh yeah easily easily hits
2: so I have a 1 plus 2 so that
0: is going to be uh, obviously 3 undead fortitude Uh, the zombie is still on his feet Uh. technically at 1 hit point you son of a bitch. Roll low. <laughs> <laughs> um now one will attack Bear and one will attack Thaddeus. Boo. What's uh Thaddeus' armor class? Sixteen. Okay, so both attacks miss. And we're back to Chai.
1: I'm going. I guess I'm just gonna try and fucking knock this bitch down uh okay so multi-attack uh i'm gonna use bite first on the one that keeps not dying uh 18 plus 5
0: 23 to hit yeah yeah that's 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 fine it'll do
1: uh and then seven points of piercing damage is it down now finally
0: so I had to roll, okay, seven, so it's five plus the damage taken. I had to roll a 12. I rolled a two, so this zombie crumples into a pile of rancid flesh.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Next, I'm gonna move my second attack to, the, the claw attack to the other one. Uh, 22 to hit.
0: The claw! Yeah, that's fine. Oh, That'll do go. it.
1: Uh, That is, math is hard. So the, 15 points of slashing damage.
0: Wow, 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 wow. Um, very, very heavy hit. He's, he's standing though. Um, oh, Thaddeus, what you got?
3: Is it do, how do you feel about the idea of flanking? The concept or the grant, stake? Grant, granting advantage on attacks.
0: Are you talking to the bear or to me? Both. <laughs> yes, I'm good with flanking, so go ahead and flank.
3: All right, so uh, Thaddeus will flank around to the other side behind the zombie and try to use his Morningstar still so he can see what he's doing to uh, essentially baseball the skull off of this goon. Uh, 15 to hit. That'll do it. I rolled atrociously. Ooh, but max damage, 11 points.
0: Okay, so Undead Fortitude, I have to roll 16 or higher. Math. And I rolled a 14. It's another very much... uh, I was going to say a dead zombie, but it doesn't make much sense. He's squished. You pulped him. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Looking around, do we see any more bad news? Because I do have uh, the fact that uh, my ability to reduce... Uh, an enemy to zero hit points gives me an attack for my bonus action. I'm looking around, making sure we're clear.
0: Okay, so you you take a quick scan of the room. Uh, this is like a sort of like a, a circular landing area and there are five doors um, sort of like s- spread around and there's a different name um, on like etched uh, into a little placard on each door. You do hear motion coming from one room um, with the name uh, Talbot on it.
3: Uh, I will move to Talbot and open the door. Okay. If I have movement that allows.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you only really took a few steps to get behind that zombie, so you you cross like the maybe 10, 15 feet, you open the door to the uh, this office, It's it's got a like one wall with um, some some haphazard bookshelves. There's a, a, a like a bureau and a desk, and beside the uh, the desk is a another zombie and a skeleton standing near a window, which is broken and sort of. Uh, this is the one. This yeah. is
1: probably the one that gave you the little look-see.
0: We scared the
3: flesh off of one of them.
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> I will close the door. <laughs>
1: Never mind. <laughs> so sorry oh, to so, interrupt. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> Moving
3: on. <laughs> uh, no, I'll go in and I'll go after the skeleton first with my Morning Star. Uh, seventeen.
0: 10. seventeen? Yes, absolutely.
3: Uh, and nine points of piercing damage. Damn it! I wish I was punching. Break them bones.
0: Yeah, you definitely like bust through some ribs. It's still it wobbles, but it's still standing. Um, and that brings us back up to Kevin. You're still sort of on the like in the in the stairwell, but you can clearly see what's happening as as Thaddeus charges forward into this office.
2: All right, well, I think, uh, yeah, I am tired of my series of near misses, so I think I'm going to beef it up a little bit with an Eldritch Blast, and I yell, duck,
0: first. So, 18. Oh, yeah, easily. Is this on the the skeleton as well? Yeah, I'm going to take out the skeleton. All right, yeah, roll roll your uh, d10 damage for this Eldritch Blast.
2: All right seven
0: seven damage like the skeleton parts of it crumple to the ground and make like this sort of like xylophone noise um, some of the bones like just like fly out the window as this eldritch blast just destroys it um, and that brings us to the zombie which will shamble up to Thaddeus and take a swing Look, the music
3: video director for Thriller!
0: Oh, okay. So, the zombie role the natural one, uh, it, it, like, st- staggers forward and, like, trips over its own feet and is, like, sort of, like, trips backwards and is, like, sort of hanging out the window. Um, Chai, your turn. <laughs>
1: I can't believe that. <laughs> uh, so, which one is closer now, the... The zombie is the only thing that exists. Oh right, sorry. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go towards this zombie on a nat twenty. So, uh, so that is eighteen points. Eighteen points of piercing damage. Does it come back to life?
0: Uh, it hasn't been reduced to zero yet.
1: I will then follow up with my claw attack. Uh, Nineteen to hit. Thirteen slashing damage.
0: Okay, so a thirteen that will reduce it to zero. So I have to roll an eighteen or higher for the zombie to stay standing.
3: Math is on our side.
0: And I rolled a six. So with the zombie like already sort of like halfway out the window, you you go up and you claw the shit out of it, and then like how how do you how do you finish the job?
1: It was up. You say it was tripping towards the window. When it rolled its nat one or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I would like to claw it, like, I would like, sorry, at first I would like to, like, bite and rip off maybe one of the legs when I do that, and then with my claw attack, I'd kind of like to spin him, like, a top, so he just kind of spins and, like, falls out the window.
0: Okay, (laughs) right, so you have a souvenir in your leg, and you hear a very um, muffled splat, um as the (laughs) i'm just picturing like the skeleton like with with like a spinal column and like an arm and a skull like trying to like pull itself through this through the snow and then the zombie lands on it
1: yeah very nice very nice i like i like it a lot
0: it's comedy gold all right okay uh you don't hear any more noises coming from uh inside uh just the uh just the cold chill wind through this open window um what are you gonna do now
1: uh, I think we're going to keep checking
0: sweeping clear. I believe
3: is the technical term. Each room. So I got to find a broom first. And uh sweep each room. You know
1: what? He said it, comb it, the desert.
3: <laughs> you know it's been a long day when none of your jokes are landing.
1: <laughs> the great hall is spotless. <laughs> and
3: so's the landing. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah I think we're just going to check make sure there's no other zombies around and then the room that looks the best to fortify I think we should
0: spend the night in
3: as we're checking these what other names do we see on the offices
0: okay uh, good question so these are the five the the offices of the five um, council members for Rinvale so there's uh, Talbot that's the office that you're in Harcomb, uh, Grieva, Aurelic, and Corin. I guess you could give me a, uh, a quick history check and I can tell you the significance of any of these.
3: Histoire. A mighty, mighty seven.
0: All right. Uh, so you, you basically know that these are like the city councilors. Uh, you know that the, the Talbots and the Harcombs, the two families that co own the mine in the town
3: okay so if i were looking for like essentially i'd be looking for either potentially uh resources of any kind like money uh information that sort of thing paperwork denoting what could have possibly happened here all that jazz
0: okay uh if if You or anyone else is, like, sort of looking through the offices for some kind of account of, of...
1: (laughs) With my giant bare hands. I'm (laughs) I'm doing, I'm doing filing.
3: (laughs) Tiny half-moon spectacle.
1: Oh, yeah. And I've got one of those, like, brimmed, like, green, like... Visors? Visors, yeah. I find it. It just fits perfectly.
0: Um, I would, um, if you're looking for, hmm, <laughs> um, yeah, per, uh, is it perception or investigation? That would be like looking for, cause I don't know like how much of this stuff is hidden or if it's just like you have to rifle through it. Um, yeah, let's go perception. I'll take it.
3: I found paper. Just.
1: I don't I, even know I if might, you did find paper.
3: I, I might be illiterate. I I rolled a I rolled a natural one and I have a plus one. I rolled a two. I'm you know what I'm done rolling today. You guys take it from here. I'm gonna have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> that is just going to bed.
1: <laughs> that one's
3: done. Anyone else? Dice jam? It's it's, it's rolled a
1: couple. Uh, of... I'll ones. roll a perception check. If there was no immediate threat, I would have dropped bear at this point. Uh, that is a 23. Much better. Woo, woo,
0: woo, woo. Okay. Um, Chai, you find a... Uh, so first of all, most of the offices look like they're not like well kept. Um, a lot of the books have sort of been...
1: The zombies didn't keep mm, good house? No,
0: no, they're <sighs> terrible guests. Um, oh, the they, they actually did. It's just
3: Thaddeus looking for things. Just yeah, Thaddeus actually around. fucked it all up.
0: <laughs> you find a uh, a hidden compartment in Talbot's desk,
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: containing. Let me see. Fifty gold pieces. Oh shit! There's a <laughs> finely crafted. There's a finely crafted dagger that has the Talbot. Uh, crest uh, on the on the pommel. So that is a plus one dagger. It's not a magical, but it's a plus one to hit and damage dagger. And there is a journal with, like, it's got some ink stains um, on part of it, as it looked like it was sort of put away in a panic. Uh, if you're going to leaf through it, you would glean that at some point the nobles and the, the wealthy townsfolk um, were paying paying the town guard to keep them safe in the barracks and that this greatly angered the uh, the townsfolk because they were left to fend for themselves.
1: I think Chai's still mild anxiety attack, really confused. I think she just needs to rest and f- and then in the morning, there's going to be a serious talk with everybody. Yeah, that,
3: that tracks. Thaddeus is like halfway to unconsciousness. I For sleepy.
1: I can take the first watch if we want to do like a staggered thing so we don't all die while we sleep. As a
0: actually Maybe? do you actually sleep at all or do you just meditate?
1: No, I just like lightly meditate for four hours. So like I just have to like rest my eyes for four hours to get my quote long rest.
0: Cool. Uh, Yeah, so regain hit points and half your expended hit die.
1: Spell slots. And spell slots. (laughs)
0: Spell slots slots and wild shapes and whatnots.
1: Oh, uh, I definitely wake up from my meditation as winter.
0: Ooh, okay. So describe winter for us in terms of like appearance and personality.
1: yeah, so winter is definitely uh she still chai spice. I mean, you can still have some spice in the holiday seasons. Definitely a little bit more somber, like a, a quietness, a stillness, like more of like definitely like it's definitely a sadness, especially with what has gone on and what she fears for. Basically, um, has happened, but she like physically she looks like whereas before, like the day before she was. Bright, vivid, like copper, bronze, orange, red, like all those kind of classic fall tones like within her like robes and her hair and her hair going into like the leaves and things like that. it's now almost like her hair uh almost goes into like icicles like it's there's there's frost on the edge of her face, uh like her her dress and robes and the cloak, while still the same in structure is an entirely different color, and the trim is. Different and it's a more like an icy blue, steely gray kind of uh, combination. But it is, in essence, still the same clothing. And her skin is this kind of like steely, almost sickly looking, frosty color. You
0: can just say blue steel. It's it's fine.
1: Uh, I I am now blue steel.
0: Wonderful. Okay.
1: That could be her winter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so with with gutterbird taking the third watch um, you're coming up to sort of like the end of this uh, rest period and you're you know you're feeling more um, alert still i guess trying to get a handle on things with the other two sort of still dozing i actually try I, I guess you do you stay up cuz you just meditate right
1: yeah i just meditate okay
0: when uh, when gutterbird is i I'm confused with the watching. At the end of the long rest, um, you you guys are are rising uh, from, you know, uh, relieved to have not been disturbed through the night. Uh, I would like for everybody to make a perception check uh, as you're sort of, you know, just shaking off the morning groggies.
1: I got a 23. I'm pretty sure that was Matt getting a one, but I don't know. That's my
3: third natural one today. Yeah,
1: Matt's Matt's rolling. rolling I got a
3: 12.
0: Uh, So, Chai, uh, at some point, like when everyone's sort of just sort of, you know, getting themselves together uh, in preparation for whatever you're planning to do, uh, like, you notice that there's no real, like, sunlight outside. It's still exceedingly gray, as though it's still dusk uh even though this would be a time when there's morning so that's it's just intensely gray gloomy skies which is super depressing i don't know if you find comfort in that being a winter now but regardless of all that uh you do hear a an alarmed yell from somewhere elsewhere in the town
1: uh i will immediately kind of try and get the other two up really quickly. and not, But while they're getting up, I'm going to run towards a window where I've got still some cover, like I'm not immediately seen, but I'm going to try and hear and look and pinpoint where the scream is coming from.
0: So if you're in the keep, you would think it would be somewhere um, to the, I guess, southwest from where you are?
1: Like towards the windmill area?
0: Yeah, in that general direction. The library. In that general direction, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Then I will try and get these guys up as fast as possible and say we need to go figure out who else is here, and they might have answers for us.
3: How high is the second floor?
0: It's pretty high, man. There's snow. (laughs) (laughs) You got a zombie to break your fall.
3: (laughs) Exactly. No, I I will be up and Thaddeus will be up and ready to
0: rock. Uh, Kevin, what's what's Gutterbird making of this sudden development? Uh,
2: I I am uh, I approach it with trepidation, but uh, you know we're in this now, so let's go let's go figure some stuff out.
3: Don't need this stupid torch anymore. I got my greatsword out and I'm down the stairs.
0: Okay, um, so as as you exit the keep. You know, perhaps you stop for a moment to see if there's any other uh, sounds that you hear, but there's no, like, it was just sort of like one alarmed cry out, very uh, muffled and, you know, not a huge distance away, but uh, no other signs at this particular moment. So how, how are you going to go about trying to pinpoint this?
3: Judging by the angle of the moon and the sun, let's say it's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs>
1: Did you roll another nat one? What are you rolling? What are you doing there?
3: Just based on my nat one from earlier.
1: Mm. I guess with hearing nothing else, I would likely still just try and go towards the general area that I think it came from. Like, I think I'm still walking, in essence, out of the keep towards the library and, like, down and seeing if I hear anything out, like, just seeing if I hear anything out, like, actively perceiving, basically, trying to hear see anything anything different than what we noticed before any other sounds, things like that
0: Okay, could I get a, as you're as just sort of moving around, could I get a um, um, another perception check from everyone? 16 for me
1: Got a 9
0: 13
1: Ooh, look at you coming up in the world
3: Found them double digits, finally
0: yeah okay so you're you're sort of making your way through through the town, um, you know walking fast being being quiet. <laughs> walk- <Yes, laughs>
3: I was literally just about to say, are we going downtown?
1: We are. That's the sad part.
0: Somebody go back and get on that Steinway. <laughs> oh wait, Thaddeus Thaddeus fucked it up. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gutterbird detects the, like the smell of smoke. And you notice like a faint, faint wisp of smoke coming from the chimney on the library.
3: Definitely going to head towards the library if uh, that's been pointed out to me.
1: Yeah, Uh, same here.
0: As as you're going in, uh, Gutterbird would see with his 16 perception um, and probably not too difficult to spot for the others in the party as well. uh, Recent footprints in like the doors to the library are open. Two sets of footprints, um, you know, going through the snow. Um, the library is, like, it's not huge. There's one sort of um, open semicircular room that has a lot of bookshelves um, and, like, stacks in in the middle of the room. Um, and on the far end, from where you enter, uh, there is, you know, uh, a hearth with some... some chairs that you can sort of glance through the stacks. It's hard to get a clear line of sight, but as you sort of enter further in, you can see that there's a... Um, yeah, somebody has started a small fire, and Kevin, uh, you would see just as you're just sort of like glancing through the dim light of the the windows from the second floor, like second-story windows are letting in some of the, the, the gloomy, gray uh, daylight, you see that there is a a body prostrate face down uh, next to the fireplace.
1: Hmm. And it's just good a bird that sees this?
0: Well, I mean I'm assuming that he he would probably be uh, you know relaying this, but you know, if you're all just clumped up, then yeah, you'd all see it. Just scooby doing on the windowsill.
1: Yeah. I think my priority would be trying to get like check for, uh, we saw two footprints, two sets of footprints. I would check as I approach, like scanning. But I want to get to this person and see if they're alive, and try and help if I can.
0: Uh, so Chai, you're rushing up. You see that there is a like a small, uh, well, I guess you see a dagger, like buried in the in the base of this. Um... Actually, hang on, let me double check my notes. The
2: base of the
1: what? <laughs> bookshelf. It's the anus. Yeah.
0: The base of the bookshelf. They were it was rickety, it was like yeah,
3: shifting a bunch of They, were, they, actually, were, just, they yeah. were literally just trying to shim it. Good thing we got ourselves a nice finely crafted one. We can swap it out. Sorry,
0: yeah, that's that's what I, I was uh, that's what I was reading. I got confused. I was reading my notes about the finely crafted dagger. Uh, this looks like blunt like a blunt <laughs> blow to the back of the head, but this poor chap unfortunately is deceased.
1: I will rummage through his pockets. See if there's any anything well of value, but also like I'm trying to figure out what's going on, so if there's any uh, if he happens to have, like, a detailed history just, like, kicking around his pockets, that would be lovely. How many
3: other ways in and out are there? Because if two footprints went in, we heard a scream. I want to make sure the other person's either staying in there or we know where they went. Okay.
0: Uh, well, to... Okay, I guess we'll deal with um, Sarah's questions first real quick. As you're, As you're, like, look at the body, you see, like, in the fireplace like somebody has thrown a couple of notebooks in the fire and and like lit them
1: I will take whatever damage it takes to put those to grab those and put those out All right. and like try and pull whatever I can out.
0: Can you make a uh, like a dexterity um, saving throw I suppose
1: uh, 12
0: okay so you're just going to take two points of, of fire damage as you kind of singe your fingers a little bit
1: it melts a part of my cold, icy heart.
0: Uh, Thaddeus, you don't see any other doors uh, aside from the from the from the main ones that you came in.
3: Uh, any open windows?
0: Uh, there are some broken windows on the second um, story, but there are actually no windows on the first floor.
3: I'm gonna carefully make my way up the stairs, trying to make as little noise as possible. Are there any gongs? <laughs> <laughs> How um, many metal plates are stacked really high in a corner at the base of the stairs?
0: Uh, it's not an actual like. Um, there isn't a second floor, but the like the height is two stories high, and like like the bookshelves oh, go a up high two stories. Window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like cathedral type sort of setup. So,
3: is there one of those spinning ladders or like sliding ladders that is near one of the broken windows?
0: Um, no, no, you don't see one.
3: Okay, I'm going to go outside and check around for more footprints leading away from the building.
0: Okay, Kevin, what, uh, what's Gutterbird doing while uh, Sarah's sort of checking the notebook here?
2: Um, I think it might be a good idea for me to scan some of the library shelves, see if there's any historical documents or, you know, or anything like that.
0: Um, okay so you take a look around while while Sarah's sort of trying to extinguish the the notebook um I'll, there's there's a lot of there's, there's quite a lot here and you like some of the shelves are emptied out you think maybe that people may have burned some books for for warmth if they were here for long um but you you don't find much of interest there's a little alcove at one point here um that has sort of a uh, um, almost look like there is a, a like a musical section to to this library here where there was like a uh, um, a little bureau with a like a lute a wooden lute um, next to not too far from the fireplace and there were some um, small statuettes of like little dragons and then there was a stand with some sheet music uh, next to the lute um, Sarah you find uh, like this this notebook here is sort of like a daily journal about um, this this half elf who is who is deceased before you um, about his sort of daily struggles since the ruin of Rinvale that he frequently refers to. And there is a one of the one of the less damaged pages. Um, there's a sort of message that's circled. Um, there's a it just says behind the scales, it's like underlined.
1: And There's nothing else on this page other than behind the scales.
0: There are some. There are some like notes taken down about like his. I don't know what he was doing that day, but like that seems to be. Uh, it, it jumps out at you as because it's like underlined, like very important. Uh, it seemed like he was coming back here to find something, and that this might be a clue to it.
1: I'm immediately going to start looking around for. uh statues with scales on them like any iconography that is weights or scales things like that but i'm also uh also possibly fish things may we
2: investigate (laughs) the dragon statues
0: yes so the dragon statues are uh they do have some scales articulated like with some consummate v's but uh you don't you don't see anything out of the ordinary with them I'm
1: going to I'm searching for anything that could be construed as scales. You mentioned there was a, a lute?
0: I certainly did. Give me the lute.
1: I was to say can someone I was I'm like I am not proficient with these mortal instruments. Uh could you I believe scales is a reference to music though, is it not? Indeed. I'm like I'm going to turn to you guys as like do you guys Am I, I'm outside. Do you know how to... Oh, yeah, you're outside. I'll just turn to Gutterbird. It's like, do you know how to play? Is there... So we have a lute, and we have some sheet
2: music. So... Let's get a look at that sheet music.
0: Okay, so you, you leaf through that sheet music, and you see that there, on one of the pages, uh, very consp- uh, uh, somewhat conspicuously, is the title of a book... On a uh, a neighboring bookshelf that you, you that you sort of uh, can can easily find thanks to the organizational prow- p- powers of the Dewey Decimal System.
2: Not to mention my original scan of the books.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, you knew that you knew their coding system down pat. Yeah, well but done.
3: what
2: did I find out? <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: It's me time right now. <laughs> thank you.
2: I would like to know the title of that book.
1: Yes, can we, I, me and Gutterbird are on a, on a, on a side quest. You'd be
2: amazing if Matt actually went outside and missed everything that we just did.
1: <laughs> yeah, he comes back in and we're, like, gone.
0: <laughs> I mean, in real life. <laughs> the title of the book is called Mulchadoo About Nothing. It's about the different t- types of topsoil in the town. Ah. <laughs> I, I, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> I, I can't I, sadly I can't take credit for that um,
2: All right, I, I would like to really, no, leaf do it. through the pages
0: hey oh uh, there it is you're
1: shocked to find they're soiled
0: <laughs> I can't believe it the The book the book is actually hollowed out and there's a smaller uh, journal inside we're gonna do a we're gonna just gonna do a little shift over to uh, Thaddeus who's standing outside Can Thaddeus give me a perception check? These have been going super well for you so far tonight, Matt, I have to say.
1: Yeah, nailing it. Oh,
0: 12. You're standing there sort of just like looking around and just out of the corner of your your eye, you see someone like darting past you, running back out into the, out of the library.
3: They're darting out of the library?
0: Yes. Like right, right by you, like almost within arm's reach, just like trying to, just trying to sneak on right past you.
3: Uh, I will extend the great sword out in front of them with the flat facing them as kind of like a gate. And just as I'm trying to impede their path, I'll be like, "Whoa, now, hold up there. We gotta talk."
0: Okay, so you you spin around and you hold out your. Um, you hold out your great sword as an obstacle, uh, and you see yourself staring face to face with a um, human female, like maybe about uh, ten years your junior. Uh, she looks terrified, just absolutely terrified. And she holds up her hands as if, like, you know, she's panting heavily, like, "Don't hurt me!" And she says, uh, "You know, I thought I thought you were one of those one of those things that I had to hide in the library when when they attacked my friend." and i i just had to get out
3: now if you come back inside the library me and my friends can take care of you we can look after you and make sure that no harm comes
0: to you and she she's again still very scared she's like she she asks you like breathlessly how do i know i can i can trust you and your friends
3: uh so having seen the bludgeoning death wound on the person inside and not hearing any noises come out of the library to alert me to the potential of more of those creatures in there Thaddeus is of the belief that this uh, young lady killed that guy and is just trying to make sure that she's not lying to him and putting up a facade so is there uh would I be able to make an insight check to make sure that she's not being uh dishonest with me oh sure yeah roll away uh, so now I get my natural twenty.
1: Mm. I mean, this might be important.
0: There's, there's something that she's not telling you. Yeah, I, I kind of figured as much. Um, you can tell she's genuinely scared, but uh, they're definitely not entirely forthcoming.
3: Thaddeus will put the sword down, like he'll actually like put the sword into the ground so that it stands upright is not in his hands whatsoever and uh, he looks to her and he says now young lady you and I both know there's something you're not telling me now I understand being scared especially in the presence of death but my friends and I we are here as people looking to ensure the safety of others and make sure that we are not going to dole out any unjust hurt on any on anyone we are here to make sure that we are keeping things right and uh, if you don't believe that then maybe you just need to have a little bit more faith and I kind of gesture towards uh, the holy symbol the fact that I'm not like I'm not dressed I'm not dressed like a thug. I'm dressed like a military man. And I'm trying to lean on the fact that I'm, well, not as well kept as I used to be. I'm not here to, I'm not disheveled like a merc. I'm more of a, I'm,
0: I'm looking a little bit more upstanding. And she says, okay, okay. I, I, I can see, I can see that you are seeing through me. I had, I had to do it. I had to do it. He is a... he. He's a pretender. He is a servant of Balok and, uh, you know, doing Balok's bidding, searching out for the survivors so that Balok can do his unholy ritual to them and transform them like he transformed everyone else in this town.
3: So with that... I'd also like to try and. I'd also like to make sure that she's being a little. that she's being honest with me. I don't want to. Especially at the mention of, uh. Bryce, I want to make sure that. she's not using a terrifying person's name to get me to go along with whatever she's trying to do.
0: All right. Uh. give me another. give me another check. Uh.
3: 15 on the insight
0: uh you're deeply conflicted something is stopping you from buying this story like whole cloth
3: I'm going to say to her then uh I suggest if this has anything to do with that individual then we best keep you close and I gesture back towards inside the
0: library okay um before that happens you hear another, another voice call out. Step away from her quickly! Thaddeus, you glance over and you see two dwarves, one of whom you recognize as a, a wearier, thinner-looking Grimnar from the tavern.
3: Then the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put my foot in her chest and knock her to the ground. <laughs> okay. That way she can't get
0: anywhere quick. Uh, make an attack roll. Actually, you know what? We're gonna do this with in initiative proper. So if you can roll initiative, please. Ooh, not terrible.
1: I'm assuming this is happening while we're still searching, and we're not hearing any of this. Well, I mean, uh, Gutterburn is probably playing scales.
0: <laughs> it's true. Playing some hot cross buns. Uh, yeah. So how'd you do on your initiative? Uh, thirteen. Okay. All right. Yeah. You are going first. Um, make make an attack roll against this um, this uh, female who is half your weight and unarmored. Child. <laughs> hey, I don't like being lied to.
1: I mean, that's especially
0: fair. about Bryce. <laughs>
3: uh, I'm assuming I'm not proficient in this, so only seventeen.
0: And is the intent like to to knock her prone? I'm just trying to
3: put her on her back and put my like essentially I want to put a really high kick into her chest, put her on her back and then just stand with my weight keeping her down, not like I'm not looking to hurt her in any capacity. I want her off her feet and stuck where she is cuz I haven't really moved, so my sword is still within arm's reach.
0: Very smoothly, you you you're able to knock her down and she is um not going anywhere and she is like Sort of like putting a show on to struggle, but she's, um, she can see with the two dwarves now that she's clearly uh, outmatched, and with the other two inside, sort of hearing this commotion. What what are the two of you going to do, Kevin? You've just found this um, secret journal, and then there's a commotion from outside. So so what uh what are you gonna what are you gonna do?
2: Well, I think it'd be nice to go check in on the co- on the commotion, and I think. Uh insofar as the uh in what i'll be doing with the sheet music is i'd like to to maybe roll it up and tuck it inside my my cloak just in case
1: yeah i'll probably pocket the the hidden book i found uh and then i will immediately go outside as well scimitar out
0: okay so you so you reconvene outside and you see a familiar dwarf uh and an unfamiliar dwarf and this uh struggling woman who is pinned to the ground by thaddeus who stands stands over her triumphantly
1: i would like to be acutely aware of how they react to me as an aladrin like do you i want to i want to know whether they know about aladrins
0: as the two of you come out like grimnar he's the dwarf from the tavern from episode one he looks at you and he says no He's got like an axe at the ready. He doesn't know if you're friend or foe at this point. He says, No. Not you two. Did Balok bring you back? I'll kill all kill all three of you myself.
3: Uh, Thaddeus' immediate reaction is Grimnar. You know I'm only good for one hunt, and it's after that some bitch myself.
1: I'll also turn to Grimnar and be like, the last conversation I remember, which was yesterday. Was us asking you about the mine. In our memory, that was yesterday. Yesterday? What has happened?
0: When you left for the mine, that was going on five months ago. And I saw... I saw the three of you die.
1: Uh, how? (laughs) I'm just, like, very confused and, like, scared. I'm like, I'm sorry, quick question. Uh... Still alive, but uh, how did you see us die?
0: There was there was a there was a mighty conflagration, with Balok on one side and and you on the other, and even you with the fucked up drawings, you were there. Except you were standing side by side with a host of Eladrin, and you had great powers from beyond. It seemed, and you clashed with Balok, but but the the tide was not in your favor. And you all perished.
1: So, sorry, was this fight five months ago, or was that conversation of us asking about the mine five months oh, ago? Oh,
0: yes, the mine five months ago, the, the conflagration, uh, you know, maybe two months, two and a half, give or take. It's tough to keep track of, of time these days when there's really no sunlight.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, totally fair. Totally understand that. You know, quarantine shit. I get it. I, I can only assure you that we are, we are not zombies... Uh, and it appears we have time traveled in some way. I'm like lower like my scimitar's going down, and I'm like looking to like my friends and being like i can can you think of anything else And maybe when the orb exploded, we it it brought us forward in time.
3: Thaddeus shrugs his shoulders and looks down at the girl and goes. You know anything about this shit?
1: And I'll just be like, Thaddeus, let her go.
0: Uh, so Grimnar points, uh, sort of like points to her and says, she is one of Balok's servants doing his bidding. Our half-elf friend came down here to find one of his old notebooks and she must have ambushed him. balok has been just dying to get rid of the last of the living it's his mission he serves his dreadful master expunging life from this from this once great land
3: yeah I think I'm gonna keep her right where she is
1: I agree I'm also I'm gonna do my face step ability actually uh, so as my bonus action I can teleport up to 30 feet, but I don't actually want to teleport a full 30. Um, mostly what I want is as winter, as a winter fae, uh, my, my fae step is, uh, one creature of choice that I can see within five feet from where I am teleporting from must succeed a wisdom saving throw or be frightened by me. So I would like to basically be up beside her and teleport like, half a foot away. Like, I don't I don't really want to go anywhere. I just want to use it, like, as, like, a thunderous moment and have it be frightening to her. So she must succeed a wisdom saving throw. Uh,
0: I rolled a 17.
1: I think that beats my spell save. Yeah, that beats my spell save. But, nonetheless, I want to try and be pissed off and intimidating towards her. And be, like, just basically, like, yelling in her face. It's like, you're with him? And, like, just, I'm almost on the brink of, like, when, once I know that she might be the source of part of the reason this has happened, I, like, kind of lose it. Because I believe I believe Grimnar, like, 100%. I trusted him before, I'm trusting him now.
0: Kevin, what's, uh, what's Gutterbird making of this entire situation? Just...
2: Completely flabbergasted with the passage of time, and with what's happened, and the the loss, um, sort of that that deep loss of, of not knowing what's happened the last so five five months.
0: Yes, yeah. So he says that it's been five months since since you since you left the uh, the tavern that fateful night,
2: mm-hmm. and trying to piece that together and and sort of reconcile
0: that with everything that we've been told has happened in between and you you see that, sorry, Sarah, you're trying to intimidate this woman like just just for the sake of it, or are you trying to compel her to do something?
1: I was trying to frighten her to like intimidate her so that we could ask her try and get the truth out of her basically try and ask her some questions.
0: okay, well, she was not at all um put off by your by your display, and she kind of like goes from being um frightened and like just drops the pretense all of a sudden and like gives a grin. And she's like, you think after all that I've seen that I would be afraid of that. I will
1: bring my scimitar down to her throat.
0: And, and like a chop or like just to, just to, just as a, just as a resting spot.
1: (laughs) And she's dead. (laughs) Hard cut. No, I'm like my, it's a hundred percent for flavor, but I'd also like to think that my scimitar is part of my outfit kind of takes on like the appearance of my season so like I'm going to assume that this looks like a fucking like ice daggery blade at this point and I want to just bring it down against her neck like just be like when she's like trying to be smug with me it's like oh you think I'd be scared from that and I was like in a way I kind of just want to be like I don't expect you to be scared I kind of expect you to die
0: easy (laughs) (laughs) goldfinger exactly (laughs) More like cold finger, am I right?
3: Right. <laughs> oh, doctor joke. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Alright, so she regards your your gesture and says, Do you think do you think the prospect of death frightens me? I'm going to be rewarded with eternal life from serving Balok and his his master. They will grant me the the gift of undeath so do do whatever it is that you're going to do
3: i i'm going to hold up a hand and be like chai i have a way with religious taps and i'm going to go i'm going to look down on her and be like first of all little lady we're going to figure out what you got on you so i'm going to motion for like you guys to search her while i've still sure. got her pinned and then i'm going to take my five javelins and five, right? Javelins. Yeah. Five javelins. And I'm going to put them all point down in the snow and kind of like a, uh, a line. And I'm going to look at her and go, you know, I am not technically the most religious man. Uh, though I am a paladin in, uh, in the care of Tritherion. And now I don't know if you know what that means, but retribution is high on the list of things that need to get done. So, you have bludgeoned a man to death. We're going to have to, well, that's strike one. And I pick up one of the javelins and I put it right next to her knee, point down in the snow. I go, so we'll probably start there. Uh, And I kind of just list... you lied to a man—a man of the cloth. That's strike number two. That's probably going to be the shoulder, at least. And I put a javelin next to her shoulder, and I'm just mostly trying to intimidate her with the fact that I'm like, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna make you wish I had. Is kind of the point that I'm getting at with her, and I'm just going to kind of lead into the idea of you should tell me what you know, so that way you don't have to suffer as long as you. You don't have to needlessly suffer because they'll probably give you a quick death. I'm looking at drawing out everything and then probably not killing you.
0: The, the dwarf standing next to Grimnar nods. And he says, yes, this is taking too long. She says, I've told you everything that you need to know that you will fail. You will die. You will become a mindless slave to Balok and to his master. And there's nothing that you can do about it.
3: All right, one goes through the knee. Just putting a javelin straight through the knee, and I'm going to fall Thaddeus is going to follow that up with. "I have lost more than you could fathom a human being has to lose in the mere prospect of that man's name. So you will tell me what happened here, why you want to continue what happened here and i might make it so that you can walk again we're going for that hard intimidation line to just be like you i'm not playing around anymore
0: she she is you know very much uh, distressed by the javelin in the knee and the the sort of the sort of painful howls trans like just transmute into this sort of manic laughter and then she speaks this this word that is just loaded with with potent like loaded with magical potency and she looks at chai and um and you and she says flee and you both need to make a do wisdom saving throw
1: I believe this is a is this a charm effect
0: um this is command.
3: No. Yeah, I was just looking at the spell card and I'm like,
1: no, it's not. Wisdom saving throw?
0: Yes, please.
1: <laughs> uh, how does a nat 20 turning to a 24 sound?
3: You just gotta be so flashy having a higher wisdom modifier than me. <laughs> oh,
1: did you also get a nat 20? I also
3: <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like,
0: little lady, you ain't got shit here. <laughs> She's like, oh, that, that normally works. F- flee! Flee! F- 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 flee!
1: <laughs> I honestly at this point I look at Grimnar and I'm like, Do you think she'll actually give us something? Or should I prevent her body from even being a body anymore?
0: He says everything you need. I mean, he no- says everything you need to know, you can find out from Ven's book if we can find it.
1: Then I would like to like swing up my scimitar in the, in a glorious fashion and be like, well, go fuck yourself and just chop off her head as much as I can and then light her body on fire so she can't come back as a zombie corpse thing.
0: Can you do fire stuff?
1: I just was gonna just light her like an oh oh oil. like it okay like oil. all right gotcha lighter i mean i can though like i wasn't gonna cast a spell but you know what let's fuck it i will i'm gonna Don't cast just... flame blade and just like have my scimitar light into flame and just burn her that way
0: it's very hot ice
1: yeah it's icy hot
0: all right <laughs> icy hot sponsor us yeah <laughs> yeah
1: no child president. murder you like this right
0: <laughs> oh this is not, not a, child. a child She's an she's oh, an adult
1: teenager teenager murder are you
3: kidding me thaddeus is like 30 40 years old
1: yeah well 10 years your junior would be 20 yeah
0: not back in this day it's like they'd already anyway. have a house and a career and you know a That's whole true. lot of debt
1: all right i'll i'll i will <laughs> flame blade it up for flavor and just like light her on fire that way
3: and I will make sure my javelin does not
0: burn.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm Don't going for the hat, not the knee. Yeah,
3: but the whole. Th-
0: Just uh, for retrospect, if you if you were sort of looking through your pockets, you'd find a, a small stone statuette with the corner bloodied. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah,
1: that uh, that evidence tracks.
0: Did she have a holy symbol that she was
3: using to cast command with? because she was definitely culty and religious.
0: Yeah, you see, you know what? You as as the body begins to, you know, get a little crispy, um you see like on her hand is the same type of graffiti that you, you that you saw in the uh in the keep. The same weird symbol.
2: All right,
3: before it burns, I'm taking the hand with me. She's already dead. She doesn't What are you
0: going to do with it later <laughs> by yourself? Her dad is going to I'm um, You're going to wait for rigor mortis to set in? (laughs) Thumb
3: Thumb thumb wrestle, you jerk? I mean, (laughs) why are you going to be gross about it? Um, Mostly I want to make sure that I've got the time to record that symbol more than anything else. And magical fire spreads quickly, so.
1: Mm, It does. Uh, While her body burns, I would like to go up to Grimnar and basically be like, I think almost to tears. Like I know she just in essence like murdered a person, but that was kind of like a a break moment for her. She's like, she's, she's very confused as to what's going on. And I think we need to have an in-depth chat with Grimnar.
0: And Grimnar says, uh, well, this is my brother Falmar. He runs the forge. Where to start. There's great swaths of of times I don't recall because I was drowning my sorrows at the bottom of a tankard. It was sometime sometime after you left things started to go wrong. I think Ven, Ven is our departed friend there. I think his words probably will tell you the sequence of events in a much more elaborate way than. Then I can recount. Grimnar suggests, like you, you sort of like get the get the body back inside the the library and like extinguish the smoke, cover up any blood in the snow. He says, if she's here, then that means they can't be far away.
1: They being
0: Balok's servants.
1: Oh, just look, no
0: more. Douche. More in general. <laughs> All
1: right, so yeah, let's bring him back in and- Bring bring her body back inside and Okay. Make it less evident that we were here.
0: Uh Gutterbird, as he as he goes through the journal, uh would recount be able to recount the following sequence of events. That one night in the autumn that there were three unusual adventurers who um actually well there was there were yeah, three unusual adventurers, one being unusual because he had one eye. The other two being unusual for other reasons, um, arrived in Rinvale and departed for a mine for unknown reasons. Shortly after there were, there was, uh, signs of coming Starfall, the God's Eye, um, this caused a huge surge in activity. And you guys know what I'm talking about, obviously, right? There was, there was proof that this was about to happen, all these magical shards about to fall, um, a huge surge in activity as people prepared to intercept them or find them as they fell but somehow very few shards were recovered even though there was a considerable number of sightings Uh, Lord Greyfax even the very resourceful Lord Greyfax came away with very few almost nothing worth his effort about a month later Bailok and the Eladrin... uh, Sorry, hang on. Those are DM-specific notes. Yes. About a month later, uh, rumors begin to spread of a terrible affliction gripping the land. People report strange things on the road. The days become darker. Even at midday, the land is bleak. Uh, Then people just stop coming into town. Merchants who are supposed to deliver food and supplies don't arrive. There's no correspondence from from outside the town. There's no word from anyone in the rest of Silverhold. Balok arrives at Rinville at the head of an undead host wielding a skull mace. And his armor is aglow with glowing magical shards. He lays siege to the city and uses his new power. Um, Sorry, he lays siege to the city along with his undead and some peculiar-looking Aladrin uh, also were with him. Ven also notes that the wealthier residents of the town barricade themselves inside the keep, uh, paying the sheriff and the town guard to protect them against uh, the outside threat, and eventually paying them, protect them, uh, paying them to protect them against the rest of Rinvale, who are angered at being left to fend for themselves. One day, the townsfolk uh, amass in such a number that the town guard give up defending the the barracks. And they go in to confront the nobles within the barracks only to find that they've been somehow transformed. And chaos ensues as the undead blight that was in a self-imposed isolation surge into the town and the residents are now fighting an enemy from outside and from within. Some take refuge at the church and believe that they are safe, but Balok still being mortal and not undead, casually strolls onto the Halogran and sets the church on fire. Van records that he flees to safety with the help of Grimnar and his brother um Falnar They get some people out by the river with the rest of the the town essentially captive to to Balok who eventually um breaks through the gates with ease during the chaos not content to simply kill the townsfolk establishes himself as a cruel and sadistic lord forcing whoever can work to make weapons and armor for his followers and recruiting some of the willing townsfolk to serve him as spies who betray any who speak of escape attempts or any who make reference to trying to kill Balok he sets up a gallows and hangs anyone that his spies report on. He forces local craftsmen to make a monument of him, throwing the old one into the river. Ven also notes that from outside the town, he sees a resistance army arrive, led by the three unlikely heroes. The ghost Aladrin, he calls them, the ones that are siding with Balok, are particularly vicious Towards Gutterbird, who has seemingly harnessed the power of the forest, the battle is violent and brutal, but Balok prevails, and that's the last entry. Wow.
1: Shit. When is when is the last entry dated? It was two months ago, you yeah,
0: think? thereabouts. And Grimnar would say, "Since then, we've just been hiding out in in the mine, and staying on the move outside the hills. You know, we we're always looking for any anyone else who's hiding out in the hills to, to see if we can offer them safe refuge. And we thought one day that uh, we'd be able to save her." And he points to the to the to the body. He says, "But." Someone saw her go off in the company of of Bailok and that was, that was that. We knew she wasn't one of us anymore.
3: Thaddeus uh, looks to Grimnar, and he's gone from he's gone from being a curious-minded adventurer and a worried. Uh, like, a worried religious paladin, and he's gone full military now. Uh, and he goes, what of, uh... What of Grayfax? Any any note of reinforcements? Anything coming from... from there? From the capital? We
0: We don't dare wander these lands. It's hard enough just staying alive day to day.
3: So there's been no mention... From any of these individuals that you've either captured, killed, fended off, whatever, they've made no mention of any extra information on trying to take other provinces or motions in which this army may have gone
0: the last the last sign we had from the outside world was when was when you three showed up, and we thought maybe that was. The, the, the turning of the tide but anytime we run into these servants they just speak of of that uh, and he sort of points to the severed hand He says they call it the red sun and the red stars whatever it is that's what Baylock serves would
3: Thaddeus have any idea of what that that title for the symbol would mean
0: Um, no, it sounds pretty generic, as though someone just kind of came up with it in a hurry.
1: Chai's gonna turn to Gutterbird, be like, this, we haven't really had a chance to catch up on things, but it's clear you have someone assisting you with your powers, would it... Do you have any idea what this could be? This control of the forests that you would have.
2: I think I'm as I may be as shocked as you are, having you know spent most of my time um, having my you know whatever power I have is is seemingly you know supplied and supplied and taken away as as needed by my by my uh, my my patron. Um, so the, the idea of me having sort of a, a well of power that's rooted in something more natural um, as opposed to the more, you know, some, something more natural and, and seemingly positive compared to the, uh, the nefarious source of my, my my current, what little current power I have. So I'm like, I'm, you know, it, that's all running through my head as I shrug in your direction.
1: and <laughs> <laughs> shrug. Um, I, I have to ask who I'm taking a Grimnar now who, who was with us in this army Was it Was it other Aladrin Was it other townsfolk Was it who, who all was there I'm also like wanting to know But Chai's also secretly trying to find out If maybe Some of her family and Loved ones are now dead Or possibly dead because she also is technically dead, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so who knows? <laughs> it says yes, there were warriors of all different different sorts, many men and women from across Adrana It looked like survivors of of whatever happened after the Starfall, and many Eladrin. and they seem to follow you and your peculiar friend here with with equal loyalty.
1: I'll just look at Gutterbird. I'm like, interesting. And I, I, I'm I, kind of like going to lean into Gutterbird. It's like, I feel as though we need to have a real conversation with, with, with more than just shrugs. And that's me like kind of like leaning in and whispering to him.
0: So that conversation will have to wait because before anyone else can say anything further, you hear the sound of hooves clanging metal coming from somewhere else close by you see coming down the road next to the statue of of Balak three skeletal horses upon which sit three ghastly looking figures and that's where we'll stop